This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, March the 14th, and today we're catching up on some big fantasy storylines, some big headlines coming out of the weekend, including some updated waiver wire pickups, some iconic performances, one of them truly out of nowhere, but we'll talk about that in a minute, and much more coming up over the next however long this takes. I'm joined by my partner in matching NBC Sports Edge, Half Zips, we didn't plan this, Steve Alexander. Steve, I think we had to start with an obligatory fantasy playoff update. You were up against... Your arch nemesis, Jared Johnson, I think in two leagues last week. How did it go? Well, I sent out a completely erroneous text or uh, tweet <laughs> after it was all said and done because I've totally forgot that you and Vaughn had bye weeks in the true. in the company league. That league runs differently. Put some respect on our names, please. That league runs differently than the other one. Like Ryan and I, I beat Jared in the draft show league, which was the league I, I really cared the most about um so i will be playing ryan canals in the finals it was tight match five to four so ryan and i locked into the finals it starts tonight the other league i was playing to get into the final four which mm-hmm. i didn't realize till after the fact uh it was a long it was a long week matt yeah but uh sure yeah so uh jonas and jared both won so one of you is playing Jonas and one of you is playing Jared and Vaughn is the other, the other final four. I think I'm playing Jared double checking that. I think I'm playing, I'm I think playing, you are playing Doc's, I'm playing Doc's worst nightmare. Yes. Yeah, so I'm up against Jared. That would be Jared. So big showdown. Patrick Beverly has an ear contusion. One of the many injury situations I'm watching on that roster in that 14 team league. But dude, I get, was I was yeah I was watching the Mavericks game at my buddy's house, and we were Charlie, and we were playing Golden Tee in his garage, and we had the Mavs on his on his TV, and Luca pulled that hamstring, man. And you, how often do you see a guy go to the locker room with a hamstring injury and then come back and finish the game, like? Very rarely do you see that happen. So I was all gloom and doom and, yeah. oh, my worst day ever. The the world's coming to an end, and, and now I feel better. I'm glad to hear it. Well, let's talk about some of the big headlines coming out of the weekend. We saw a number of prominent names return from long layoffs. We also saw LeBron James have a pretty, pretty memorable weekend. He had a 50-point game on Friday. He went on to become the first player to reach the 30,000 point, 10,000 rebound, 10,000 assist plateau, Steve, which seems good. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad his team is, looks like the worst team in the, in the entire NBA right now, but yeah, way to go, LeBron. You got it done. Like he's, he's one of the greatest ever. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and by the way, just in terms of fantasy, the fact that the Lakers, sure they're 29 and 38, but the fact that they're clinging to a playing spot, I think, is pretty significant because it's keeping, I think, it's keeping LeBron in play here all the way to the end. And 
not that LeBron is a guy who would just sit out games for no reason, but just the, the, the fantasy season he is putting together, Steve, despite your sarcasm a minute ago, I think we really have to just have to marvel at this for a second. I mean, he's number two in nine category leagues right now at 37 years old. It's just, it truly is something to behold <laughs> just for a second. It's incredible. It really is. And then, you know, all the experts, including all of us, were like, oh, I'm not touching LeBron in the first round. I probably won't even take him in the second. And, you know, here he is, the number two overall. Like, and he's just putting up monster numbers. Like, if you have LeBron and you're in the playoffs, you are, he's killing people. And by the way, to that point you just made, I think next year he's going to be a first round fantasy pick, right? Like, how is he, how is he not? How was, how, why have we been so down on him in the past? It's mainly free throw percentage. I, I mean, missed games, injury concerns. In, I mean, look, yeah, missed games. The missed games have piled up in recent years, and that is the the one knock right on him this year. Is he's played in forty nine games right now, so that number is not going to get too high. But yeah, um, but, I mean, yeah. he just played. 82 games a couple seasons ago, right? Like 2017, 18, but yeah, sure. Okay. All right. But yeah, I'd be shocked if he's not a first round. He's, he's got to be right there in the conversation next season, which is just insane. 37 years old. What was also shocking, Steve, in a totally different way was what got into Josh Hart over the weekend. Did you see this box score that Josh Hart put up? Because you and I were talking about Josh Hart on the show. We had someone asking about him on Friday. We were both we were both like, ah, I mean, I don't know. You don't I don't even think you have to keep him around on your team, depending on the situation. He had scored eleven <laughs> points over a two game stretch, right? Yeah. Twenty two points over a three game stretch. And then he came out on Saturday night. Have you seen what he did? Was that against the Wizards? Yeah, forty four points, eight rebounds, six assists, four steals, six three pointers, fifteen of twenty one shooting. From Josh Hart. Like that's the Josh Hart we know and love. Like where it's was not, that? It's not the Josh Hart we know and love. It's the Josh, the Josh Hart, we... Hart I know and love, Matt. No, the Josh Hart you know and love is like 16 points, nine rebounds, four assists, a steal, and two three-pointers. That is not the Josh Hart that I know. I mean, I love it. It's, ama- it's amazing. But This is the Josh Hart that plays for the Portland Trailblazers who have Josh Hart and a bunch yeah. of G League guys. Yeah, and... That's By the way, Josh Hart could not ask for a better matchup than at Atlanta on Monday night. The Hawks, who gave up 128 <laughs> to the shorthanded Pacers on Sunday, barely pulled it out. So, I don't know. I, one of the crazy, to me, outlier games, but obviously Josh Hart trending up in a big way after that either way. Well, and it's funny because the Blazers got absolutely run out of the building on Friday, I think it was. Right? Yes. But, that was Thursday, maybe. No, that was Wednesday. They lost one twenty-three to eighty-five, and that Josh Hart was two for eleven in that game for five points. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, Portland, as we know, finishes up the season. It's all four game weeks from here on in. I, Matt, stayed up last night until three a.m. Started starting hitting refresh as you do on Yahoo at about two fifty-eight, two fifty-nine. So that when my moves refreshed, I could pick up Trenton Watford and his four-game week. And he he had 27 and six in that game. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to keep it going yeah. or how good he's going to be. But I picked up so far, I picked up Trenton Watford and dropped Emmanuel quickly. Mm-hmm. And I dropped Dwight Powell, who never should have been on my team to begin with, and picked up Hassan Whiteside. 
pumped about Watford, who was going to be a guy we talked about in the waiver wire leftovers. We can just talk about it. As you said, 27 points on Saturday. He's now 40% rostered. He's been going pretty well for a while now. I think that makes approximately five good games in a row for him. He's been getting blocks more often than not. So, yeah, a lot to like for Watford, I think. And Justice Winslow is still sidelined. And let's face it, a, a young guy like Watford who is showing this much promise, I think is going to play for Portland the rest of the way, most likely. Yeah, I agree. And then what about this whole Drew Eubanks situation? I mean, <laughs> we try to not get fired up about Drew Eubanks. It's like, oh, the Blazers know what they have in Drew Eubanks. Don't, don't worry about him. And I don't know, man. On Saturday, he was 9 for 14, 20 points, 12 boards, a block. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you trust this guy at no. all? No, no. I don't. I mean, look, the the previous two games, four points and seven rebounds. And before that, two points and seven rebounds in 19 minutes. The the game before he played 39 minutes and had that big 20 and 12 game. Do I trust him? No. Would I consider in a desperation situation, would I consider picking up for this four game week? I would. I'll tell you what, this is this Portland thing is shaping up to be a a perfect four game week. Uh Uh-huh bonanza like this is oklahoma city tank yeah level type stuff you've got eubanks watford brandon williams cj ellaby and josh hart all playing 36 or more minutes hardly anything off the bench and hopefully they just keep letting it rip and by the way brandon williams and that's a good segue to i just wanted to say anthony simons we got the news on friday after we did our podcast has mild patellar tendinopathy and will be reevaluated in two weeks that was the news on friday so williams has some pretty clear runway here as the lead guard in portland the only issue is he's been a little shaky in percentages he's shown some weaknesses there so i'm a little worried could he be a percentage killer in fantasy with that said i have him on multiple rosters and i'm i'm going with him for at least the start of this four game week and seeing where it goes yeah, I had him last week. He was four of fifteen on Saturday, which which he was was not pleasant. <laughs> he hasn't been doing as much as I kind of hoped he would, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in on him for this four game week. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think you're going to be able to go to your wire and find something better. By the way, Brandon Williams' photo watch continues. We were talking about it on Wednesday. Still no photo in the Yahoo Fantasy app. So we're tracking that closely to see if he earns a photo soon. Hoping he does. We also, Steve, have a guy by the name of Brooke Lopez returning reportedly on Monday. He's been out since the season opener after back surgery. And I know what your reaction is going to be here. This is meaningless. There's no way he has an impact. Leave him alone. Ignore it. Right? Am I right so far? I mean, that's that's the general plot line. The general vibe. I I mean, I t- like, did I run to add Brooke Lopez anywhere? No, I didn't. But I do think much crazier things have happened than Brooke Lopez coming back and quickly finding his way to 25 minutes and being a blocks and threes guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, and if you if you have Bobby Portis on your roster, you've got to be a little little nervous, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think... I I mean, I'm generally in the camp of I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And, and Milwaukee plays three games this week and three games next week. Right. So I'd rather roll with Hassan Whiteside who plays four. Right. But is it out of the realm of possibility that Brooke Lopez could come back and go off this week? 
I mean, it certainly could happen. So I don't know that you can just flat out ignore him. Hmm. But I'm also not picking him up. I think that's fair. And by the way, Hassan Whiteside, who you mentioned, the update on Rudy Gobert has a left foot strain, didn't play Saturday. I think as we record this early afternoon on Monday, his status is unclear. Steve, do you have the Jazz games played for Hassan? The, the Jazz are a four-game team this week, right? Four games this week and four games next week. So that's that's intriguing. Whiteside had a huge game his last time out. I think he had 19 rebounds. So that is another must-consider guy in fantasy. And I think he's right at 40% roster, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and like I said, I dropped Dwight Powell. Uh, the Mavs only play three times this week. Dwight Powell really doesn't put up numbers enough numbers to even be relied on on, on for four game week yeah but he plays a lot of minutes i needed a true center it is what it is but uh white side i mean if i can get one or two good games out of white side this week i'd be happy by the way i think i came up with a new term for us to consider using and by the way there's that word again must consider not must add not must roster must consider that's a good hedge for you isn't it yeah it's not bad it's not bad by the way just before we move to the next topic i do want to provide an update ozzy the dog is in here loudly gnawing on a bone here in the office and you may if you're hearing a little background noise that's just ozzy he's hard at work over there just just that's the that's the official update we also steve have dylan brooks back he missed 27 games due to a left ankle sprain sprain you like to refer to ankle sprains as monthers steve this was more than a monther but dylan brooks immediately produced i think it was 15 points four assists the minutes were in the upper 20s right away and this is a guy who in recent years has kind of been that kind of annoying fantasy guy he hovering right around that top 150 range in nine category leagues is he helping my my team is he hurting my team this year that has not been the case he's been pretty good well inside the top 100 pretty reliable producer and i stashed him in the company company league a while back i'm kind of excited he's back what are your thoughts yeah, he's been gone for so long, I, I totally forgot about him. And as you know, I I tend to sort of check out on the weekend. So I, I missed the big headline that Dylan, big Brooks, return. Dylan Brooks shot 6 of 14 and had 15 points um, yeah. on Saturday. So good for Dylan Brooks. I'm glad he's back. He was right back in the starting lineup. As you mentioned, that's going gonna, gonna to mess up the Kyle Anderson situation, which Kyle Anderson – what a disappointment he's been this year. I remember um, he got drafted pretty high in our draft show league. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of who took him. But anyway, he got drafted pretty high. And I remember the person saying, oh, yeah, I'm good with Kyle Anderson right here. He's money. And he really has not been money at all this year. And now that Dylan Brooks is back, he's, he's going to be even worth less money. So, yeah, it's tough. But, yeah, um, Dylan Brooks, you've got to be kind of psyched if you're stashing him. The only problem, Memphis goes 3-3-3 three, three, three the rest of the way. So you're not going to get a ton out of him as far as games played go. But with that said, this is a guy who's averaging around 18 points, three rebounds, three assists, 1.3 steals, 1.5 threes. So schedule is the downside. Other than that, plenty to like about Dylan Brooks, and great to see him immediately after all that time off, no real ramp up in terms of the minutes. He played 26 right away. Also, on a similar note, 
immediately looking good in his return over the weekend was Alex Caruso. He got 29 minutes in his first game back, 11 points, four assists, four steals, one block, one triple. And Steve, it's those assists and steals that are the blueprint for Caruso in terms of fantasy, averaging around four assists, two steals on the year. So I think you're going to tell me about his schedule, and maybe that's the other downside here, similar to Brooks. But other than that, Caruso is another guy I think we got a roster. Well, it's three games this week, and then they finish up 4 4 4 the oh, rest okay. of the way. So that's, okay. that's pretty good. The three games this week kind of hurts. And then, so what What do you do with AO? IO. First, I call him IO. IO. My, my son told me his name was AO. I've been saying IO this whole time. Mm. And then he corrected me and told me it was AO. And I was like, oh, well, he would know. He would know. I think it's IO. But uh, I, so I was. We're going to have to. Going we're gonna have to it. double check that. We're gonna may have to talk to your son offline. Now Zach Levine, Zach Levine sat out that he game, did, that and Desumu had loft. I think what he played thirty seven minutes maybe in that game. He got plenty of minutes. He produced. Here's where I am with Desumu. Lonzo Ball is still out. I think I'm gonna worry about his situation once I see his minutes actually take a hit. I'm not going to imagine what might happen with him because the minutes have been up there for a long time now he's carved out a place and until it happens i'm not worried about it worst case scenario is i take one rough game where it's like oh he only played 22 minutes shoot now i gotta cut him but basically i'm assuming he's good to go until he's not well i i kind of feel the same way but that three game schedule this week and last week i think they were three both weeks so i think with a back-to-back Three game weeks, I was like, Caruso's coming back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna let Iho go, which I didn't really want. I didn't really want yeah. to do that, but you know, there, I've got one week left in my season at this point, so it is what it is. But I mean, I don't know. To me, yeah, to me, sorry to cut you off. To me, the reason to keep him is the difference in steals and to some extent assists. This is if you had played him last week, you would have gotten 14 assists and six steals in three games. So I mean, that's pretty solid right there. The steals alone, I think he's borderline worth rostering just for that. I agree. Like, I'm not I'm not advocating that you go out and drop Iowa. No, you don't like him. I get it. I get it, no. Steve. You don't like him. You, you <laughs> made it I'm very not clear. I'm advocating to go drop him. I love Iowa. Iowa's my guy. Just with back-to-back three-game weeks, I needed a little more little more firepower. Monte, Monte Morris, I Matt, was, was really, yeah. really coming on. Anyway. Yeah. One more injury note, Karis LeVert with a with his foot sprain is questionable for Monday as of this taping. So that's another one to watch. Doesn't really shake the earth for me, Steve. What what's the calf schedule this week? They're a three game week uh team this week. The Cleveland Cavaliers are four games this week. Four. Okay. But the key it's four this week, three next week, and then if you're still playing the final week and a half of the season, March twenty eighth. Five games for the Cavaliers that week. Okay. Got it. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. We have more to come, but first we're going to take a quick break. March Madness is officially here, and get your brackets ready by tuning in to Bet the Edge Brackets and Bets today at 4 p.m. Eastern on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Drew Dinsick and members of our NBC Sports Edge team will break down the best way to wager on the big dance and fill out your brackets. This special edition of Bet the Edge will be available anywhere you get your podcasts and will also be loaded into our Round Ball Stew feed. So get yourself ready for madness. Also, Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. We're highlighting matchups between the 76ers and Cavaliers, Nuggets and Wizards, and Lakers and Timberwolves. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. All right, Steve, we got some waiver wire names to hit, but you also raised your hand. Do you want to say something? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Matt, um, you can probably guess what I'm going to do as soon as we're done with this podcast. You know, I'm a. You're going to scrawl some, scrawl out a bracket on paper. Well, Close. I'm going to go walk the Dahlonega Square with 50 pieces of paper, handing them out to all the degenerates that like to play bracket bracket time with me. So, yeah, I, I'll be, I've already gotten like 20 texts, like, where are the brackets? When are you coming? Where can I get them? People are fired up and nobody wants to do it online, Matt. They want they want Dr. A to hand deliver brackets to them yeah pencils and papers in uh dr a yeah we got, we got I like yellow it. envelopes that uh yeah this is on brand you're staying on brand here i hope you went down to the cop copy shop and xerox those things yeah over there at the kinkos <laughs> we mentioned trend and wofford already we mentioned hassan whiteside with rudy gobert's status iffy steve i think now the next portion of this is what you would call pick a pelican any pelican we saw the a Pelicans waiver wire bonanza over the weekend. That includes Jose Alvarado, who had 16 points, 10 assists, 6 steals on Sunday. Najee Marshall had a couple of nice games over the weekend. Jackson Hayes is back, by the way. He had 21 points, the second straight productive game in a row. Trey Murphy had 32 on Friday. Then he cooled off. So lots of, lots of things going on in New Orleans with Brandon Ingram sidelined. CJ McCollum has been in protocols. All of these guys, Steve, suddenly in the conversation. Do you have any Pelicans thoughts and any Pelicans priorities? Three games this week, first of all. So yeah. there's that. Tough. Secondly, did That's you tough. catch the Jackson Hayes between the legs dunk? I did. I did. It was pretty sweet. Josh Smith was somewhere very jealous of, of what? Josh Smith gave a little golf clap for that one. Josh Smith missed one of those in the playoffs against the Heat when I happen to be sitting courtside for the only time in my life. So yeah, the, the Pelicans, like Herb Jones, I feel like is a way better player in real life than he is in fantasy. He just can't seem to put it all together to, to cobble together a nice fantasy resume. But 
Like you said, Najee Marshall double doubled. Jonas Valanciunas double doubled. Jackson Hayes scored 21, had a big line. Willie Hernan Gomez, 12.6 boards, four assists, a steal, a block, and a three in 17 minutes. I actually have him on that team that was going up against Jared that lost. Matt, that where I was trying to get through to you. So there's a lot of stuff going on on that team and Alvarado too. So, yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the next one, but if nothing else, Jackson Hayes looks pretty intriguing to me. I think for me, I'm looking at their schedule, right? They play, they don't play again until, well, they play Tuesday, but then they're off until Friday. So I think if you have to ask yourself, maybe the move is, Look at the landscape of the Pelicans after Tuesday and pick them up for the the two games over the weekend, potentially, because it's tough. I mean, if you're fighting for games played, it's tough for that stretch where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they play one game. That's tough. But if you can get those two games over the weekend, you know, then then I think we're back. You also have to be careful making pickups right now because the schedule is so overloaded for Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Like if you pick up Trendon Watford, you may not even be able to use him on Wednesday and Friday because you have so many other guys playing. So just right, just beware of that. And we have we only have one game on Thursday, right? That's another schedule quirk as March Madness gets underway. And yep. Tuesday we have just four. And I think you also have to. That's another thing you got to keep in mind, right? I'm a little frustrated with Franz Wagner, and in a in a league or two, I'm I'm thinking about well, could I cut him? Do I really need him? But he plays Tuesday. In it, and that's important in the context of this week. And if he plays Tuesday, he might play Thursday he as well. He plays. He does. I think Orlando is the only game on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. So you cannot cut. From and the Pistons, Wagner. by the way, Tuesday Thursday really? teams. That that's there's only one game on on Thursday. So those are the Tuesday Thursday teams. Pistons and Magic. So that's that's tough. And then there's teams like like the the Mavericks and Dwight Powell that I dropped. They don't even play till Wednesday. They're Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I think. So yeah, that that yeah. I was like, okay. And same with the Knicks. Emmanuel quickly. I, I'm like, I'm gonna drop him now and pick somebody up who plays Monday or Tuesday because the Knicks don't play till Wednesday. So there's it's a weird it's a weird week schedule wise. Here's a tricky one. You ready for this? This is a little schedule dilemma as we're because we're gonna, kind of getting into the nitty gritty here. In that company league, I have a couple. Well, I, I have Aaron Wiggins who missed game with illness. Right? OKC plays four times this week. We're waiting to find out on him. I have Patrick Beverly too has the the ear contusion as we're calling it. Both of those guys iffy for right now as of Monday. We don't know yet as we record this. I have Dylan Brooks who came off the injured list but is still sitting there. Right. So to make a move, I have to drop someone. But there's also Will Barton, yep. who got dropped, sitting on free agency in that league. Would I dare drop Patrick Beverly and Aaron Wiggins to pick up Will Barton and activate Dylan Brooks? That's tough, right? I, I don't think I can do that. That's what I've been debating. It's pretty tough. And like, part of me wants to say, yes, you do it because Will Barton has, you know, he's got the, the potential inside of him to put up these monster lines. Yeah. But if you look at what he's been doing, man, it's, it has been rough. It's been, and I'm like, yeah. a lot of times I'll see, I'll see his game log or, you know, what he, what he did last game out. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad I don't kind of glad I don't have him, you know, one of 10 for six points, yeah. three of seven for nine points. Now 
Last Saturday, he was he was decent. Yeah, he was I know seven to thirteen with sixteen five four. Still no steals or blocks. Couple threes. I that's intriguing, Matt. Like how many games does Denver? They have four. Denver has four. They're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Oof. I think. Oh, I know. I think you gotta. I think you gotta think about that. I'm gonna lose if Beverly and Wiggins play tonight. Though I'm gonna lose a game in that move. That's the part that's hurting me. I need I need one of those guys ruled out so that I can feel better about this. But it sounds like the rest of your day is, uh, is already planned for you. You're going to be sitting in front of your computer yeah. just waiting. I stay, I've been staring at that roster all morning. I I took a video of that roster and sent it to some friends with the explain the dilemma. And they were like, "Yeah, too long, didn't read." So I, I didn't get any help from them. But thank <laughs> you guys for for trying. All right, let's move on quickly. A few more names to mention. Markel Fultz, Steve, has just been crushing it in limited playing time. In 18 minutes, he had 14 points and 7 assists. Then the next game, in just 19 minutes, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 11 assists. That That is blazing permanent production. The Magic, as we said, are a Tuesday-Thursday team, so I think that could be the case for Fultz right there in this three-game week if you have unlimited moves and you can kind of weave him into your schedule that way. Unlimited moves is kind of key there. I, I've used two moves. I've got two left. I'm going to kind of guard those with my with my life. I think for the next couple of days, try not to do anything rash. But uh, yeah, yeah, Fultz. The only bummer is I wish that Orlando played like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, or something. But they they only have three games, so it's what Tuesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, and probably Sunday. But yeah, I mean, Fultz is a guy like you want Orlando magic players on your team right now, if you're in a head to head matchup, because you want those Tuesday and Thursday games. So, I, I mean, I think he's a, it's a easy, it's an easy pickup. If you, if you want to do it Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday is correct. By the way, for the magic, John Collins is hurt, still hurt again. <laughs> um, not just a foot. He's dealing with a finger injury that clearly has been affecting his shot. I think he had an over nine game recently. Now, Danilo Gallinari had a pretty productive game on Sunday, 15 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. So I think check back on Collins' status, but we're potentially considering Gallo with the Hawks playing four times this week, Steve. Yeah, I had Gallo all queued up um, to pick up, and then I switched it up to Hassan Whiteside at the last second because of the center qualification. But I, this John Collins thing, dude, I... I don't know. I don't know if I can take it anymore, Matt. That that 0 for 9, 0 for 10 game he had, and then he sits out, like, that's that's not good. He played the next one but had just 9 he's, points he's like, in 23 minutes. Didn't close either of those games down the stretch and then didn't play on Sunday. We're waiting to find out what the deal is on Monday. But, yeah, the, uh, trending down at the wrong time due to injury. So, And the thing with Gallinari is – sorry to cut you off. The thing with Gallinari is, I mean – He's nice for points and threes, but he has two steals, zero blocks in his last four games. We know he's not going to get you defensive stats. So he yes, he could get you a you know 25 point game. He can he's capable of going off, especially in this elevated role. But you know, I'm not I'm not super, you know, fired up about picking him up. Go ahead. Doc's worst nightmare, Jared's team, beat my team six to three. Okay. Yeah. But he beat me by two three pointers. Ouch. He beat me by one scoring point Oof. and three turnovers. So if if I would have gotten anything out of John Collins last week, I that whole score might be different. 
like I can literally envision the missed threes that would have won you that matchup. It's like two John Collins three pointers win you that. Yeah, and I and he beat me by one point. Ouch! It's crazy. Uh, anyway, that was that was. I'm blaming that whole loss on John Collins. I thought you can say you're blaming it on Jared. Speaking of Jared, he picked up in the matchup against me. He picked up Corey Kispert, who's six percent rostered, has had a couple productive games in a row. The first one was 21 points with five three pointers. Then 15 points, I think five rebounds and two blocks with three threes. What are you thinking about Kispert? Because that kind of came on the heels of a stretch where he wasn't doing anything. You, you know, I mentioned Kispert almost every week. And, and you guys are like, yeah, Kispert. And, and he, yeah, he has not been good. But he's he's on my list again this week for the, what I'm watching. Um, four games for Washington. That's all good. Yeah. Kispert is one of the few guys on that team that can shoot and score. I, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. I want to pick him up, but I'm I'm gonna wait. I'm I have gonna wait and then try to be patient. I have major trust issues. In the five games before these two productive ones, his scoring went two, eleven, nine, nine, nine. And those nine point games were mostly a whole bunch of nothing, including a game where he had nine points, three three pointers, and no other stats. So I'm a little, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. I get it. Again, I think you may not have a better option, and it's four games. I think it's an interesting flyer. It's it's definite boomer bust though. Yeah, and I think you you can also look at Ish Smith and Roland Neto too if you if you need a guard for four games this week. Yeah, yeah. Washington's schedule is good. There's not a lot of four game four gamers this week. End of the alphabet is heavy is strong in the four games though in terms of team names. It is. Steve Ish Smith and Raul Neto is kind of the ultimate. All right, it's time to get out of here. Sign that we, we it's time to go. Do you have any final thoughts before we leave? It's just some of the guys I wrote down that I was looking at on my waiver wire were Royce O'Neal with four games this week. Maybe maybe he's worth okay. a look. Malik Monk with four games this week. Josh Richardson mm-hmm. has been playing better for the Spurs. They play four times, I believe. Kispert and then. Uh, I spelled it wrong. Reeves, the kid from Austin the kid Reeves. from uh, the Lakers, Austin Reeves. Yeah, Austin Reeves. It was, ha- it was like R. I spelled it R E E V E S, and I was like, Bryant Reeves is no longer in the NBA. I, Correct. I don't think that's confirmed. Yeah. By the way, Monk is a good call. He is on on a Malik Monk type of heater right now. 17, 20, 21, and thirteen his last four games. Four assists. In three of his last four, so I like Monk a lot. Reeves had been playing really well, was kind of posted a dud on Sunday, but he's also on the radar, so I like those picks as well. Malik Monk, uh, I feel like he should he should be on my team right now, and he's not because just because. Yeah, I, I mean, I might go I might go look at that right now. He's a free agent. Oh, are you alive in the draft show league? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's a free agent in that league. Yes, yeah, it's, it's me and Ryan. Wow. Canals asleep at the wheel. It's time. It's time. Malik Monk's going to win this for you. As your co-manager, I'm saying... I don't have him yet. I'd have to drop somebody. As your co-manager, I'm saying this is a movie you need to go make. All right? Marcus Morris or Kuminga, and they both play tonight. What we're going to do, Matt, is we're going to try to make that move after the game's done. Three three o'clock tomorrow morning is when we're making that move. I like it. And we hope Ryan's not listening today. We need to distract Ryan. We need to keep Ryan away from this podcast feed for the duration of the day. I'm writing this down. Get Malik Monk at 3 a.m. Hey, I'm, I'm happy We're that you're it. writing this 
literally on a piece of paper right now because it wouldn't be fitting. If you... My big envelope, <laughs> envelope. My, my NASCAR envelope with a bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your roadmap to life, isn't it? That envelope. I got to go deliver that today, too. We got to take care of some NASCAR NASCAR people. Oh, man. What a day. What a day. Well, Steve, been a pleasure as always. Want to say to everyone, don't forget to subscribe to our show on a podcast on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We're here every day this week. Thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. And Steve, thank you. I will talk to you in the very near future. Thanks, Matt. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.